Hey, with the creative team of Wintry Mix, uh, with uh, Christine, who's the director and animator, uh, Philippe, uh, who is Philip, or is the one of the animators, and then Davey Mooney is the musician. So this was uh, done, I'm just curious because uh, I was just reading the blog interview. So this was done inside of the University of Texas at Dallas? Exactly, yes. And do you well, all three in, you work in- there? Sorry, in collaboration with the University of North Texas, where Davey is working. Yeah. You're at North Texas, and then you guys are at University of Texas at Dallas. That's right. Exactly. Is there yeah. a rivalry go- between the two schools? or Not between know. us. <laughs> no, I mean, it's generally accepted that University of North Texas would win automatically. So there's no point <laughs> a rivalry, really. So we I mean, don't at what? Like uh, at sport, sporting events? At, at well, definitely, definitely oh, they, they can eat, win <laughs> at sports. Not. Yeah, we we <laughs> don't have. Yeah. You don't have sports at, at the University of Texas? Like you're probably the only university. I thought it was all about sports at Texas. Uh, no, we have electronic sports and a great team. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't we, know. We, do, we, have, we have music. I'm just messing. I'm just being silly. Okay, so Davy, it's Davy's music, and then you, Davy, you wanted kind of like a quasi or like a music video, animated music video of your music. Is that sort of the jumping off point? Well, we met. My wife was teaching at UT Dallas, and we met uh, Christine and Philip at uh, some type of UT Dallas function. Yeah, it and, was a celebration. Yeah, end of the year celebration. That's what it was. Yeah, and we got to, you know, just got to talking, chatting. And, you know, my wife's from Brazil and uh, Christine is from Brazil. So there was a connection there. And, you know, she said we, she had talked to me about how she had animated some musical things. And I had a, a new album coming out uh, on Sunnyside Records. And we talked about doing a collaboration. And the song, you know, Wintry Mix, to me, was very kind of cinematic, uh, you know, kind of different than a lot of the other stuff I had done. And I contacted Christine and incredibly you know christine and philip like put put the thing together i know it was like a lot longer than what they would usually do as animation you know but actually for a jazz song it's pretty short because it was like six and a half minutes but that for animation apparently is quite a lot of of work the the animation's amazing i just i'll get that in a second but i just davy i just want to ask you about um mm-hmm. General question about jazz music: Is it on the rise? Because I love every I love jazz music, and it and it's like I, and it's 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 had its like ups and downs in terms of like yeah. audio, in terms of mainstream kind of uh, acceptance. Where is it go? Where is it headed now? Where are we headed? I mean, you know, mainstream. I would not I would not use that word. Um, I'd say it's like a kind of a subculture that's very uh, strong, although it, it doesn't necessarily cross over so much into mainstream culture but i mean jazz is institutionalized too in in schools uh, particularly and various other uh, you know institutions but also you know i lived in new york for a while and whenever i go up there and play i mean the clubs especially the sort of more famous clubs are always packed but they're not packed like a you know stadium at the Taylor Swift concert, you know, they're packed for what they are and people are, are still doing it. You know, there's still some, I mean, the music industry is different now with streaming, of course, but there's still some record labels. People makes, make records, make CDs. And, you know, we keep it, we keep it going, you know, it's never gonna, uh, it's never gonna disappear, but it never really like cracks into the super duper mainstream. I guess what I meant by mainstream, like it's never, it's not a pop, it's not pop music, meaning that like it's people, Kids know what jazz music is like. Like there, it's it's it has an immediate kind of connection to it. I guess. 
I think so, yeah. And, you know, sometimes there are jazz musicians who cross over into popular music like Jonathan Batiste or someone like that. But, you know, usually they would have to do something on the more popular side to then cross over. But, yeah, we I mean, what we teach, a lot of it is, you know, keeping a tradition alive. I mean, that's a big part of it. And just kind of uh, because it's very difficult music to do well, as I'm sure, like, you know, animation and other visual uh, arts are, you know, you have to teach people how to do it, you know. Um, maybe more so than some popular music, though I don't want to, I don't want to go there necessarily with my, get out of my area, but with jazz, I mean, it's definitely the sort of thing that to do well, you need to study, whether in a school environment, but you have to put a lot of years into it studying. Yeah, it's a fair, it's a fair way, to, like basically the, 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 the instrumentals, the, the music in itself is more difficult than say a pop song, right? So where you have drums and a, and a guitar player and a bass, this is more, this is a more complicated assemble, I guess. It, it tends to be, I wouldn't, you know, go all the way. Cause there's definitely, you know, I'm gonna start hemming and hawing, you know, cause there's very complicated popular music and sure. relatively I'd I'm say in general, of course, a general assessment, a general sense. I think we can say that without getting in trouble. Yeah. So tell me about this, uh, before we get to the animation, tell me about this, like this, putting this music together. How does that, how does that happen? Yeah. So this particular album that we did, I recorded in Brazil outside of Sao Paulo. Um, so I go to Sao Paulo all the time every year and I have a group of musicians that I, I work with down there and we had never done a record. So we decided to do this. And I also brought a saxophone player, uh, collaborator of mine named John Ellis, who lives in New York, who I've done lots of records with. And, you know, the, the album is very eclectic. I mean, it's all my original music, but there's Brazilian influence. There's obviously there's jazz. And this particular song, I felt like I, I wanted to bring it, you know, living in Texas, I'm from New Orleans and I've been in Texas for about six years. Mm. And, you know, I, I, there's a little bit of a country element in there with the sort of strummy guitar and the, the beat on the drums is like a train beat, you know, kind of a Johnny Cash. And it, it's a real mixture of styles. And uh, I, I told, you know, Christine, when we were thinking about like the visuals, uh, that it's very much like... I'm seeing the landscape up here, a very particular sort of like, it's kind of flat, but there's this hilly part uh, outside of town and the wintry mix is, you know, we get crazy winter weather with hail and stuff. And it's kind of like part of the, trying to evoke the, the vibe and the geography and the feel of the area. Also like mixing styles together. Cause I like to do that a lot. I have the jazz, you know, there's always going to be a guitar solo, yeah. but the framing of that is going to be a lot of, different stuff that I'm interested in. Like I said, Brazilian music, some country music, some jazz. Milton Nascimento is a big influence. I named my son after him. So that's his particularly Brazilian artist. And yeah, it's, it's a it's a real mixture, but it, somehow it came out very sort of cinematic to me or very visual. Uh, and that's why I I brought this particular song up to, to Christine. So I'm hearing you grew up in New Orleans. You lived in mm -hmm. New York City. Your wife is Brazilian. You show you did you recorded it in Brazil, and then you live in Texas. So that's a that's, that's four right. different cultures. I know it's one. Three of them are one it country, is. but that's four different. That's 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 three different cultures, I guess, right? Very much so. I mean, Texas is you know it's sort of a cliche, but it really is a different uh, kind of place, and it has its own way of doing things. Uh, and you know, of course, then you break it down regionally. I mean, we're close to Dallas and then you got Austin, you know, you can get so far into the weeds, you know, New Orleans is in Louisiana, but is it really like the rest of Louisiana? And of course, New York city, isn't that much like Buffalo, you know, or uh, Rochester or whatever, but yeah, they're very, very different in Brazil, you know, Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro, we don't want to get into that, but uh, 
for someone from the Buffalo area, I, I take offense oh, to the comment. But oh, yeah. no. I'm totally kidding with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's completely different. It's apples and oranges. Right. Yeah. Pardon the bit. apple pun of New York. So, okay. Yeah. So tell me about, okay. So then you basically met Christine and mm -hmm. you, you said it had a cinematic vibe, the music. And then so you just, you just kind of uh, approached her and said, uh, what are you interested? Are you interested in doing kind of like a collaboration uh, video yeah. of this? That's that was the next step. Yeah, and then they made it happen, which is incredible because <laughs> I mean it's a lot of work to record, but you know just looking into their process and what they have to go through, it's like another level of uh, of uh, you know just uh, labor. It seems like, and to get an incredible artistic result. But you know, uh, it's collaboration is fun, and you know, uh, inter. Uh, uh, genre and inter uh, media inter university it's just something that we like to do you know i like to do that um and it's fascinating to watch the the process and, and have this product come that looks so cool so okay so christine dig takes the baton and uh you you like what was the first reaction when you listened to the music i love the music but i was like oh my god it's so long how we are going to animate this in in it it was a what uh i think david we talk around we met in november and then in december he approached me and i was like i love it yes i want to collaborate i want to do this i think it's too cool but i'm not sure if we can make it in the short uh, time that we have and um, I talked to Philip uh, so Philip is my husband and Welcome. I I keep poking him and saying like we need to collaborate and do stuff together and he also animates and and we started luckily it was winter and we had a couple of winter storms so I said okay in the worst case scenario let's take some images shoot a few things here and there to have reference right for the animation because the music has this very uh, particular pace that starts mm -hmm. with and then changes a little bit and then in the beginning it has a it repeats but in a happier tone so we were trying to create uh, a narrative what would be the structure uh, of this piece and then we start working I think the bulk of the work really uh, took shape at the end of the semester the school semester which was around May and we had this deadline in June and we were ju just animating and experimenting and and talking to each other and say does this work what do you think and then trying different things because um, at the University of Texas at Dallas I run the experimental animation lab and I do work with uh, students and try to introduce more hands-on processes to create animation so the, our first experiment was actually shooting through um, ice. So I would freeze bowls of ice and mm -hmm. then put it there, create a multiplane, shoot uh, from the top, and then animate underneath the, the ice while it's melting. So it created an interesting look, and you can see that section uh, towards the end of the film. In, there's but, constant motion, like in your. Everybody's gonna hundred different people are gonna have hundred different interpretations of the visuals with this. With but it's constant motion, like you're always moving with the music, I guess, right? And and that was something that we wanted, right? That uh, also it shifts. So when uh, a new instrument is introduced, so it kind of shifts to a, a a new movement or a new look, and we were trying to create this identity. 
Okay, so so you work so you worked with your husband Philip. Uh, this is a like we all know, or most people know that animation is very labor and intensive. So, how did, what's your guys collaborate? How did you guys collaborate? In a kind of general question on this film, like did you storyboard things? Like, what's the process of, of animated animating this? Not really, and this is interesting <laughs> because it goes on a different tangent, right? It is not a very um, rigid narrative, so we don't have a character, so we kind of have the freedom to invent uh, as we go. But then Philip would run right to to the to the lab and then he would try a different thing and then he would show me at the end of the day and then I would go, it's like, oh, this is cool. We can try this again. And and I think you can comment as well, Philip, on your side of the process. And Yeah, I, I think that um, and I'm not, I'm not a, a trained animator as such having I haven't come through some some uh, sort of university program or, or uh, something like that, but I've, I'm a dabbler in a way, um, a degree dabbler. But uh, my approach would tend to be more of the storyboard, let's plan this out sort of um, approach to, to animation. Uh, and so in this case, a lot of it is really just a surprise in that you, know, you come up with a, an idea of, of a, a technique and you just shoot it as you go. And then um, go back and, and and review that sort of thing and uh, and work with what you've got. Um, so a lot of it was a surprise. Most of it just pleasant surprises. Um, but as Christine was saying, experimental animation tends to be a little bit uh, a different approach to um, a lot of what's taught in in uh, university here generally. Um, and so it, it's almost more for me like uh, like uh, just. Uh, Frame by frame sculpting in a way. <laughs> yeah. And it was beautiful because um, we did not have a rigid, right, a, a script or storyboard, but we were, I was there poking Davy and saying, mm -hmm. hey, how do you feel? This section, can you please um, divide the music into sections for me and tell me what's the vibe? of each section, what's the atmosphere, what are you trying, what's your intention? And if you can associate that with visuals, that would be helpful. So we would go back and forth and discuss the music uh, basically before we actually move into I, the uh, animation. Yeah, I remember sending you, oh, sorry to interrupt, but I remember, yeah, I remember breaking it, uh, editing it into smaller sections and for each one, there must've been, there were a bunch, right? I, I feel I think like- it's I, almost six, yeah. Yeah, and then saying this is what happens here, and then based on instruments entering and kind of the way that I constructed the song, and sent that to her, the actual edited sections, and said, and this is what I'm what I'm feeling basically because it's you know it's very emotional, expressive, you know, jazz is in composition, it's like that. And it so, was interesting because David would bring his vision and then Philip, because Philip is also from, uh, well, he's from Texas. And uh, so he, he, he'll get what David is talking about. And I'm from Brazil. It's like, no, I don't get it. We don't have winter. So what does that mean? And, and then uh, I, but it was nice because it had a, a, a Brazilian vibe i don't know a twist and yeah. then i was like this okay thing. this part i get this is where we can change things yeah. and be a little bit more playful so there was a lot of back and forth between all of us maybe yeah i was just gonna say maybe it's better that you did you don't know winter because you have a, a kind of outside perspective of it right so <laughs> in a way yeah, yeah. sometimes people <laughs> like uh 
like I remember like just filmmakers can make the best films when they don't know the culture. They don't know they're they're kind of an outside perspective, I guess, right? So it's true, it's true. Sorry, Philip, you were gonna say something. I apologize. Oh no, not at all. I I almost feel like as as active as I was in the process of, of physically making this, um in the beginning I, I felt like I was the the Texas translator in a way because I understood <laughs> I understood what Davey was describing about a particular region, um, having grown up in, in this region. And also he had described this drive that he would do um, along, uh, was I-35? And I, like, I know that drive. I know that drive in winter. I know the vibe of, of being in your car and sort of zoning out and, and um, in this particular area. So I, I felt really connected to that and and heard it in the, in the piece as well. Cool. So tell me about the like the color template because it's really kind of a the first few minutes it's kind of a black and white film and then you dive into color. I'm I'm sure that was a very conscious choice on your part. Yeah, and in the beginning I I really wanted that more muted colors, but um I'm Brazilian. I'm I'm colorful in every sense. <laughs> and so I was like it, it's missing color. How we're we going to add color? And so I did and I even have here so I have this, I started painting. Um, I don't know how you call that. It's the thing that you, the paper that people do the calculations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you call that? Like receipts, like you think you used to. Yeah. Paint. Yeah, exactly. For receipts. So oh, I got the whole, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So I got a whole bunch and then I would paint those over wow. and over and then in different colors. And then we just did very, um, close shots of it so moving around so that is and, a, it is kind of a quasi storyboard in a sense right in a way in a yeah. way yeah but at the same time it is is it's an exciting process because you don't know how it's going to look and and i remember i really like the way that it looks um three-dimensional uh here when it's in the row and I remember showing to Philip, I was like, I, I want to shoot in the row and have that bump. And it's like, and I think that looks great. Yeah, so let's try. So it's almost like trying to reinvent the wheel in a way, but not having established right uh, patterns. It has to be this way or that way. And, and even the, um, the poles that appear from time to time. <clears throat> so those Philip were... He was drawing and then we would invert uh, in post-production. So then we can have the dark background and then the pose will be white. So to have that train track, but also a consistent uh, theme throughout the piece. Wow. And you guys did this in like four, four or five months. Yes. That's kind of amazing because <laughs> I, I talked to a lot of animators. Usually like sometimes they work on a three minute film for like two years. Well, but that's the beauty of being experimental animation yeah. because we can play uh, with things under the camera, right? Instead of having a consistent character that needs to be appearing. So our character is the winter and, and the change. So that allows us the mood change. And it's almost it's almost a, a means of, of capturing a live performance in a way. So a lot of, of uh, I, I don't think the word, and Christine could speak to this more than me, of uh, it, it, what's considered to be traditional animation. There's a lot more planning and, and uh, you know, dealing with sequencing and timing and this sort of thing. Whereas uh, we're actively listening to the piece and animating 
and sort of capturing this this live interaction between ourselves and and what we're hearing. Um, so uh, yeah, almost capturing a performance more than anything, although it is still a frame by frame capture. Chris, gotcha. What would you think? And, <laughs> so the beginning of the film, I'm watching it, and uh, and you kind of you reference the same kind of imaging during the film. It was almost like a planet. It felt like a like a, a planet to me. Like you're we were in outer space. Oh, that's cool. That's a nice interpretation. <laughs> yeah, but I know that's not the. Then watching it a few times, I know that's not the case. But that was like kind of my my initial. Then you kind of go into the into kind of like the into the world and nature. But it's like that's the thing. That's like you said. That's the thing with the experimental is that we're all projecting our own kind of past into the film, right? Our own kind of emotions into the film. Absolutely, yeah. And I think the music plays a, a major role into that, right? So the visuals are there to to help. And I like that the visuals, they are not um, obvious or straightforward because it leaves room to, to play with the music and to allow the viewer to discover those words. It may be your inner words. It can be what we are suggesting are going completely different routes. So yeah, that would say... Oh. Go ahead. I just say you, you talk about a world, you know, I always tell my students and uh, for me, the music and the musicians that I like the most, like they sort of create their own world. When you start listening to them, you really enter into another another place. And uh, that's the analogy I use a lot for uh, what I want to achieve musically and the, and the artists and musicians that I like the most. Like when you engage with their work, you really are in another another world you're in their world the thing that they created so i guess you're enter entering into another another thing when you enter into our you know the, the art the piece that we did so. easier said than done though i guess right <laughs> the big trick that's like for me that's the whole uh whole thing is trying to create that and have people be like oh wow now i'm inside of this vision rather yeah. than it was before what was your first reaction when you saw their their version of your of like when you saw the video? I loved it immediately. I was just like, wow, this is beautiful. This is amazing. This is, you know, I had no idea. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, but yeah, I just immediately had a positive reaction to it and just thought it really enhanced musically what I had done. You know, um, I did. It's not that I saw that in my head, like what they had done, but that's almost like better. You know, I didn't really have any idea of what it might be. And then it just kind of, I think it's a, you know, it's a collaboration. So they, uh, and in that sense, I think we both, I mean, obviously I was the starting thing cause I had the music already done, but, but what, uh, Christine and Philip did with it is really, uh, fascinating to me. And it, I thought it complemented it perfectly. Well, it was funny when we showed to Davey and I was really stressed out. I was like, okay, is, is, is that going to work or not? And he was like, oh my God, that's great. And I was like, no, no, but let me explain. And I keep trying to explain <laughs> things. Here we did this, here we did that. And Philip's like, you don't have to explain. It's okay, it's okay. Let him <laughs> feel. Because it's, yeah. it's completely different disciplines, right? Yeah. So I think there's this this need. Okay, do you get what we did that? Or or, or our excitement uh, achieving a certain result uh, that was completely unexpected. It's like, oh, have you seen this? That people just by watching, they they may not be able to get. So it was funny. 
I'm not, I'm not cool. It looks cool. Yeah. There, there you go. There you go. I'm not instructors. So I know that that Christine and, and Davey have have to deal with uh, with students and explaining things in a certain way. I was like, "Nah, Chris, you don't don't explain it. It's cool. <laughs> it's exactly don't break the magic." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, no, it is an honor to to be involved at all. Um, and you know, Davey brought a a finished you know masterpiece and. Uh, I, from my point of view, I didn't want to do anything that would distract from that. So if somebody can can experience the animation and almost forget about it or forget about the the divide between visual and and um, auditory, you know, if if you can just get away from that, then it's a, a great success because um, I would never want to distract from from the original source. Um, there is a concept in <clears throat> experimental animation in general that is called <clears throat> sorry. Uh, visual music, and I think that's what I, I was trying to achieve, that you're really honoring, right, the music and translating that visually in many ways. Yeah, fantastic. And, and there's a, we'll link it on the website, but there's like, the, you're at the, U, at the UT Dallas lab, the website, there you have a whole process and you have all these pictures of you at the lab, kind of putting the film together and you you like the the reel that you kind of showed us like uh, it's an audio podcast but you, there there's a visual element to what you're talking about in the podcast about how you guys you both of you put put the put the film together really cool page that you guys created on on your website and then of course you can watch the film on YouTube what was the what was the the goal like what's the ultimate goal like you guys are submitting the festivals now obviously I see this like a kind of an installation at a museum or something like what is your ultimate goal for for this film. Yeah, right now, so we are submitting to festivals and waiting uh, to hear back from them. But also, definitely, I love someone suggested that it's like, this is the future of jazz, right? On the feedback for the festival. And it was really exciting to see. And I would love to do uh, a version of it for for an installation. Yeah. And who knows? So uh, we so basically we our festival send you the feed, audience feedback uh, video. What did you what did you, what was your guys feeling about what the our audience had to say about your film? I was moved. I was like, they get it. <laughs> they 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 got it. And 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 it it's nice how it's more than you expect in a way. And I think that's the beauty of a piece that becomes bigger than ourselves, right? Because then the audience is bringing their interpretation and their view. Uh, I think that was, was really moving and gratifying to me. I was really touched. Yeah, so was, thank you. <laughs> it, was, it was really cool that, you know, as people from uh, the arts, you know, not specifically musicians or not specifically uh, animators and yeah it was just cool to get it seemed like people really kind of you know felt it they like as we say they, they dug it you know they liked it on it just as a an artistic uh work you know and just to see people other creative people uh like that and there was somebody who made a nice comment about the the music and, and jazz and things like that so yeah it was uh it's always nice to get good reviews you know <laughs> on your work and, and I just wanted before I finish off, I want to talk about um, uh, Christine. You're working on a film about uh, Kinder Transport, which I mean, a lot of people don't know about. It's the, I guess during during uh, during the war, basically all the like the Jewish children, I guess thousands of Jewish Jewish children from Germany were transported to other countries. Yeah. Right? So, mm -hmm. 
So it's a collaboration with the Ackerman Center for the for Holocaust Studies, and uh, it's our second film with them. And now we have uh, we finished the script during the summer, and it's this idea a little bit before the war. So it's 1939 yeah. before the war starts. So a lot of children they were transported sent right to mainly the UK and and away from their parents and not knowing with the promise that they would be reunited. But for many of them, the majority of them, it never happened. They never, so yeah. They, but yeah. They, it's, their lives were saved because of the, of the situation. Exactly. Right? So. Yeah. There's a saying that uh, one um, of those survivors that they mentioned, um, my, my, my mother gave birth to me twice. Yeah. Right. Once uh, when I was born and then when she sent me away, which is a very hard decision. Yeah, it sounds like an amazing, this is going to be animated for this. Is yes, good. yes, it's going to be animated as a collaboration <clears throat> with the students. So we are bringing everybody together uh, and we are starting pre-production in, in spring. Yeah, spring 2024. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that film. I'd love Thank to see you. it. It's uh, reduced podcast like during the high holidays. Uh, so, uh, so I just wanted to add that to, to the, to the, the, because it seems like an amazing kind of story. And it's one of those things that people don't really know much about. Right. So absolutely, have, yeah. If you ask, so if you ask the average person, what that it, kid or transport means, most people wouldn't know what that was. Right. So it's good that these kind of stories are getting out there more. Absolutely. Yes. So I wish you guys the best of luck, Davey. You have a good, nice little YouTube channel with your music, personal music, and this film is actually on the on the channel as well. I wish yeah. you guys the best of luck. It's uh, this is a fantastic experimental film, and uh, hopefully, we I get to talk to you either one of you uh, again in a future podcast. Thank you so much, Matthew. It was yeah. being it was an honor, yeah, to be part of the festival and to talk to you today. Thank you. Thank All you right, have a good rest of your day. Go Texas. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Shlemiel.